Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any keep... pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. If this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going, please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will right. also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that. And that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. <laughs> Five seconds. I was born ready to do this. Okay, yay. All right, it's just so funny because I came up with like a little question sheet, which is going to make me giggle. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm ready for it. Oh boy. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> hey. Dude, I don't know how to start this with you guys on it. Wait, okay. Sydney is crying right now. Oh my god. I can't. (laughs) Okay. Hi, it's Lauren Smith's podcast. Yeah, well, guys, welcome to We Eat the Fucking Food. This is Lauren, and this week I'm joined by my two roommates and my best friends, Sedona and Lauren. Hi, guys. Hello. This thanks is so silly. Oh my god, thanks for being on the podcast. It means so much. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say out of this list of questions that I have prepared before for us to chat about. But first, introduce yourselves. Let the podcast get to know who you guys are, what our relationship is. is okay, so I'll define our, our relationship. I'll DTR. Okay. So our relationship is I met Lauren and Sedona in um, college at North Central Sedona and I were freshman year roommates and then Walsh and Sedona met at orientation and we've kind of just been an inseparable trio ever since. I roomed with Lauren's sophomore year of college when Sedona left. It was a great time and I'm happy that I got to room with Lauren and now we're all going to move to the city in the next year and we're going to live together but yeah I'll let them both explain kind of like what they're up to just kind of say like what you do. All right, I guess I'll go first. So I'm Lauren Walsh, and as Lo said, we are BFFs from college. We roomed together sophomore year, which was the best, best roomie ever. Um, Right now, I have just currently graduated from North Central College like a month ago, and I'm going to be starting my doctorate in psychology in the fall. Just kind of working right now, working at a mental health not-for-profit, working at NAMI. So good stuff. Hey, we love that. Awesome. We love mental health nonprofits. Let's go. Yes, we do. They rock. Mm-hmm. All right, Sedona. All right. I met Lauren our freshman year. Of, I actually met both Laurens our freshman year of college. Like Lauren said, we roomed together. Um, I transferred. I actually moved to the city. So Lauren and Lauren are going to join me in less than a year. And uh, yeah, just kind of working. I'm going to graduate in December. And yeah. That's about it. I'm just kind of getting my classes done and working for now. We love it. We love it. We love it. 
So okay. Lauren and Sedona, both of them do not suffer from disordered eating and do not have any diagnoses. So what I thought it'd be cool is to just kind of bring them in on this episode and ask them some questions about kind of what it's like to have a best friend slash roommate as, as somebody that struggles and some advice from them and such. But first, I want to hear your guys' high low of the week. Ooh, this is a hard question. Yeah, okay. what's your high low? think for a second. Oh God, wait, I have one. Okay, go. Okay, my, do I start with the low or do I start with the high? Whatever you're feeling. All right, I'll end on a good note. My low of the week was today. I spilled water all over my laptop, pissed me off, spilled it all over myself. And and I actually just got a new laptop like two months ago because I spilled tea on it and broke it. But actually it was fine. This one's fine. And um, we recovered. And then uh, my high of the week was I went on a boat tour on Saturday in Lake Michigan and it was really fun. The weather was awesome. And yeah, it was fun. Beautiful. It beautiful. So cute. Wait, hold up. Did you get a headboard for your bed? I've had a headboard. It when? came at the same time my couch came. Was I, Backdrop. I've been to your place with your couch in it. Have I not? Have you? No, no. I don't think have I have. Have you sat wow. on my couch yet? No, you I have not. Seen the couch you yet. haven't seen it. We haven't seen each other Stay in way too long. Yeah, it's been way too long. It really has. I've been vacationing. It has been too long. Around. Okay, Walsh, what's your high low? So my, oh, I don't know what my low is. My No lows, only highs. My high for the week. <laughs> Positivity, so far, we love it. <laughs> right? Positivity. I bring, I'm bringing the optimism today. <laughs> All um, right, that's good. I went out for brunch with another one of our girlfriends yesterday morning, and I had yoga after, which I love. Nice to kind of like get the week started with a little bit of zen. I guess my low. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I I don't have a low. You know, you don't need a low. You don't have to think about if it's not coming to your head. We're thinking positive optimism. That sounds like sounds like a solid week. That sounds like a solid Sunday. Dude, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be brunching and yoga in every single Sunday. Exactly. We're starting with positive vibes this week. Hell yes. Okay. My high of the week was I went shopping and I bought a bunch of new clothes. And I'm really excited. And I haven't shown either of you them. But I bought this new pair of jeans. I this new pair of jeans. I know. Yes, but I bought these new pair of jeans and they're freaking adorable. Wait, was it from Zara? No, they're from Garage. So like similar-esque I guess like in like style wise but they're like baggier like huge I'm pretty excited yeah we can't wait to see can't wait to see you rock them I'll be pumped love the week um okay I can't know don't know if you can tell by my voice but like I'm low-key like catching like a not like a cold but just like my throat feels like weird so like every once in a while my voice just like gives out and I'm like oh that's nice (laughs) Oh, oh, that's cool so yeah it's gone now (laughs) yeah I have a nice little raspiness going right now try peppermint tea Okay. True. I second okay. that. Or honey. Spoonful of honey. Spoonful of honey. Yes. Look at that. Thanks for nice the throat coat. Alrighty. So we're going to get into the questions that I came up with myself five minutes before we started this. Yay. Yay. All right. So question number one. This oh my god, this, why am I like laughing? Okay. Did you know that I was struggling with like food and like everything before I came to you? Like about it. So yeah, like, okay. do you even remember when I came to you about it or like what the first thing was? Yes, I actually, I actually do remember the first time you told me you had an eating disorder. Um, I remember I responded, I could have told you that two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's, there 
we go. You know, you were wrong. You really were wrong. No, seriously though. I remember more, we actually were looking at a picture I had. We like zoomed in on the background from a whiteboard that Lauren had wrote on our freshman year of college. And like, there were so many signs that there was something there. But um, I don't think I was like aware of what the signs were or like what to even be looking for. Yeah, it was funny because so. I know you're talking about the whiteboard. When I was like a freshman in college, I used to write like on the whiteboard, be like, no meat, no dairy, like no sugar, them, no sugar, like no like simple things. And I would write like basically like the what I ate in the day. I just do a lot of very, very disordered things when it came to like working out and like my relationship with food and stuff. But at the time it was like, oh, that's just Lauren's being very mindful or like hyper aware of like her intake and like stuff like that or it wasn't like I mean I, they were like very much red flags like looking back now and my history and stuff being like yep no that's was definitely a first sign of it but absolutely mm-hmm. I think if I were to see somebody doing that now I would look at it a completely different way but at the time it just kind of seemed like you were like like you said hyper aware just super conscious of your intake and your amount of exercise mm-hmm. per day I agree I think it's also like when you're best friends with someone and you love them like you could tell that something is off but you like don't know how to approach it and especially like we didn't have like the literacy about this type of mental health then that I think that we all do now because I feel like we've all really like educated ourselves on it so it's like yeah you knew something was a little bit wrong and maybe you didn't like put a label to it or put the pieces together until you kind of came out and said it but what Sedona said is true um like things that you might have just seen as like not necessarily normal habits but more typical habits then now are appalling and are things that you would see as like major red flags for that type of thing yeah I think it's just because like as a society too like when it comes to talking about like diet culture like the fact that so much of what I was doing before the diagnosis was encouraged and almost like applauded because it did seem like oh she's just trying to get like really healthy like oh she has she's so disciplined like in that sense too that that's what's like can be easily missed when it comes to somebody that is struggling with their relationship with food with disordered eating is because of the fact that it is almost praised sometimes with the society yeah. that we're living in yeah mm-hmm. 100% we don't have the education to realize that that's not healthy and like not we don't have like the schema to Awareness. look after our loved yeah. ones that way yeah yeah I guess and that was my second question is like did you know anybody else that had struggled with disordered eating before me or like was your awareness like what was your awareness and knowledge before my diagnosis yes but not so personally like throughout probably high school like I, I knew a couple of friends who had struggled with similar diagnoses or similar things but certainly not to the level of being involved with like having a friend like a sister and watching them experience that yeah I also I think a lot of my education about this topic kind of stemmed from watching you go through it something that I didn't really have any education on before this would be like the mental aspect of it too like how it can impact you mentally rather than just physically because before I think I just kind of assumed that it was like a weight type situation but I didn't like think about how it could impact your day-to-day activities or your relationships with things outside of food I can even like even being a psychology student it's 
you learn about these things and you kind of learn what to look for, but seeing it come up in real life is a totally different thing. And it's a 100% different learning experience than thinking like you have all the information and you know the signs. Yeah. And I was weird. It's like before, even like I was like diagnosed with it, you kind of like know about eating disorders from just like I took like AB psych in high school and stuff. So you like have some sort of like knowledge behind them, but like they're thought of as like or like from the outside can seem like very just like vain disorders or very like surface level disorders or just like, oh, it's just somebody like refusing to eat or like, oh, somebody's just like really engulfed with their body image and like their appearance. But like realistically, it's like so much deeper than that. And I don't think that people have that knowledge of it unless that you actually have somebody closely in your life that is struggling with disordered eating to like have that knowledge, which is something that I wish that like people knew about it just like in general I completely agree so agreed okay story time this summer before I went into residential for the first time I had called or texted both Lauren and Sedona in our group chat about my decision to go into inpatient and to be hospitalized for my disorder and for how I was and like where I was at physically And I'm just, like, curious, like, what were your thoughts the night that I texted you guys about going to the hospital? Honestly, going to recover. That's such a hard decision for you to make. And obviously, like, it it made me, like, nervous for you because, you know, that was such a, like, difficult position for you to be in. Mm -hmm. But I was overwhelmingly proud that you made that decision because while that's really difficult and you never want to be in that place I think it was really amazing that you kind of took that moment to take your own recovery into your own hands and take some control over it so I, I was I was really proud of you but of course as a, a friend it's really hard to see that happen absolutely I, w- I also was extremely proud of you for making that decision too just because you had to like put everything on hold every fuck I don't even know how to fucking word this you like <laughs> I thought well okay first I thought that it was um the right decision for you you knew kind of like where you wanted to be and that support from going into an inpatient program would help you get there so I was fully supportive of that decision and yeah I was just proud of you for putting that first and making sure yeah you had the help you need thank you guys no honestly you like the two of you were probably you two and my sister were the two reasons that I like decided to actually like go and get treatment again. Like, obviously I talk about it a lot on the podcast, how much I love you guys so much and how excited I am for like our future as roommates and just like individually too, that I want to be able to like be there and be present and experience it all. So like reaching out to you guys that night and like hearing what you guys had to say and to the support that both of you have given me throughout this whole entire journey is literally something I will never be able to like express my gratitude for. And I cry. Yeah. Oh my God. Stop. You know, we the love best you. decisions are often the hard ones, but it's, it's so worth it. Yeah. True. Okay. So post me spending three months in a house in Chicago where I got to see Sedona one time when she came to visit me on my birthday and shoved her face <laughs> through the mailbox. It was really cute. It was really cute. <laughs> Highlight um, of my day. Highlight of my day. What are your like thoughts about the like post treatment slash like in recovery versus before that? Because like obviously you guys knew me a whole entire like two years before I was actually like diagnosed. 
I will tell you, I don't, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but something that I really notice, like I can tell when you're doing well, because you seem a little bit more engaged. Like you just seem like lighter and happier. Mm -hmm. Like we're able to sit down and have a conversation and you don't seem distracted or like your mind is somewhere else. Like you seem very present in the moment. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing to see. So that's kind of my main takeaway of when I could really see, like I could, I could get the vibe that you're either feeling better or maybe having kind of an off day. Wait, really? Like, can you like, wait, can you like actually tell when I'm like sitting with disordered thoughts? Like, I'm yes. just curious. You yes. can. No shit. You can. Wait, yeah, okay. Can. Tell me, tell me. And I don't think it's, I think it's subtle. I think that maybe it's just like the nuance of being friends for so long. Yeah, that you just but know. for me, it's Definitely. more obvious when you're feeling good because just like the eye contact is there. You see, you're very obviously in the moment. You just seem a little bit brighter. Like your smile is different. You, you can just tell. Have a glow about you. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I think that's so interesting that you can like tell just from like, my social like cues or like what I'm giving off like vibe wise Mm -hmm. if I'm struggling or not or like what my thoughts are just like disordered in my brain that's so interesting I wonder if other Mm -hmm. people will be able to see it but maybe it's just like a friend thing maybe it is because you guys yeah those were extreme close yeah definitely okay this is a question for you guys like personally like do you think that my disorder has affected the way that you look at your own relationship with food and bodies and and like positive negative just like in general it it has I'm trying to think about an answer this though I I agree there's there's been a difference I think the things that wouldn't have bothered me maybe three or four years ago like statements about weight or food or things like that that I probably wouldn't have thought anything about I think twice about now I think I'm a little bit less like tolerant of that sort of language and it's a really kind of freeing thing or even just focusing on being like making making myself like feel good Mm -hmm. things aren't as based in other things it's more on a day-to-day basis I like to think about how I'm, I'm making my body feel feel a little bit more grateful for your for your own self and your own health you know I am not so concerned about what I look like more of like thankful that my body can get me through a day and do all of these things and that it, I treat it well because I, I should that's so fucking cool that's great and that's how I wish everybody thought in the world and I'm glad that like you have are able to see yourself in like that way I guess it's a process for all of us yeah. and it's not easy but it's, it's what we strive for yeah can you reword the question again or re- <laughs> can you restate the question? I forgot yeah. it. No, just like, did my like disorder and like my um, diagnosis affect any like the way that you looked at your own relationship with food and like your body, like in a positive end or like a negative way? Like obviously you guys spent a lot of time around me during like my lowest lows. Like you literally saw me a week before I went into residential and have seen me at like my like highest highs when it comes to it and like knowledge wise. So I'm just curious if that like affected your outlook. No, it definitely did. I, um, something that stands out right now is like, I remember, um, our freshman year of college, just like hearing the comments that you used to like make about your own body. Don't, you don't do that anymore. But, um, it kind of just reminded me that like, you're your own worst critic. And like, I remember you would say things about yourself and I would be like, I never would have thought that or anything like that about, you or your appearance so uh every time like a thought would pop into my mind about like myself I 
it's just again you're your own worst critic and I so suck in that yeah you're like your mind sometimes lies to you about that stuff or like you think you're supposed to look a certain way based on what you see on social media which is all fake anyway I can like say that you two probably have the healthiest relationships with food that like I know and that's one of the main reasons why I just like thrive and enjoy being around both of you so much because Mm -hmm. both of you just have such and like awareness I think of your relationship with food and like of especially like how you act around me and again like they just are so mindful and like aware of like the wording that they use like around like their own like bodies and like around like food that like never once I do I think I've been triggered by either of you which I think is that's and that's a lot that's a lot because it's that can and so I was like bowing and I'm just so <laughs> grateful like for that I've never once had to have like a conversation about even like the support that I need and how you guys can give it to me and I think that's why we're also soulmates literal that soulmates are both of you and I'm so I said it earlier but like I'm so endlessly grateful and thankful that like you two are like my best friends and that you guys did choose to educate yourself and did choose to like listen and understand and like learn about the disorder even like beyond what I was able to express and tell you guys because you two are like my favorite people to be around and one of those reasons is like because of just this I never feel any sense of comparison or like competition when it comes to my relationship like with you guys and like our friendship and I think that that's like really unique and special to like us because also like there's three of us and there's that like thing where it's like oh yeah three people in the friendships like don't work and we're like f that yeah that's that's bullshit I love our dynamic yeah our trio is the fucking best and I love you both so much okay I love that I think we've all had things to learn like Mm -hmm. I, I will just like add that even if you're not diagnosed with something doesn't mean that you're not learning Mm-hmm. I think that we we all have things that we can learn and experience and ways that we can improve the relationship with ourselves, our bodies, and each other. And I think that's worked really well into our friendship. I think it's given us a lot of empathy and a lot of like space for compassion for ourselves and for each other. Mm-hmm. You are so fucking smart. Oh that's my God. literally what I was thinking. I was like, here's <laughs> Lori Walsh, our, our college <laughs> graduate so of the friend group. Psychology in Sedona and I are like, yes, so one more year left. So. <laughs> uh, I got six months actually. <laughs> <laughs> we all celebrate our graduations at the same time. Yes, literally. Yes, and I, I think that that's like so true too, is that us as a friendship, and we talk about this a lot, but we as individuals, I think because of like what we've gone through, through, I don't want to be like, what we've gone through through my like disorder and everything, but just like in general, like uh, the three of us have gone through like a lot of stuff. And I feel like the maturity that we have and the confidence and the awareness of who we are as individuals outside of like the friendship too really just makes it like so much stronger I'm so grateful for that we're not done growing here my my favorite thing is to look back and to look back at how far you two have come because it's like leaps and bounds it's really cool to see and this isn't our peak we don't peak yet no we'll never peak exactly always on the incline never peak it is actually kind of crazy to think about like sometimes I'll see it on my snapchat memories just stuff of us even two, three years ago, and the difference is insane. I have a final question to wrap this up. 
what would you tell somebody whose friend has just like confided in you about their eating disorder? Like, do you have any advice for anybody on like how to support a roommate or like best friend or soulmate in recovery? I don't know if everybody would agree with this, but something that I've kind of taken as a nice piece of advice from like the past at work and like support groups in the past few months is that as a friend or like a supporter or a caretaker like you only need to validate your friend's feelings like you don't have to feel like you have to do anything I mean tell me if I'm wrong low but I think people going through that only you just want to know that like you're loved and supported and like you're validated and how hard what you're going through is so I think as like a supporter even being able to just say like wow yeah that must be very difficult what can I do for you or do you want to talk do you want to vent do you need advice just Mm -hmm. like molding yourself into that that person that can be there for them but not necessarily feeling like you have to give solutions because you don't really know what that person's going through yeah no I think that that's like really really good advice and that's something that I realized when I was in like residential was we got asked a lot like what type of support do you need like how are you gonna like talk to your support systems outside of this because like you're gonna come out kind of like a changed like person and they could like still be like the same but you need to like let them know how to best support you through the rest of like your recovery and I think that's like one of the biggest things is like sometimes at least for me personally I don't need advice I don't need anything other than just some to just like just like vent or just to like express a thought and I don't even need to like talk about it I don't even need to go into like further detail about like what I'm feeling but just like get it out and not have it be like ruminating in my head is like the best and I think that Lotus said like really well of like asking like okay in this moment and like what do you need from me like right now like do you need advice do you want my opinion do you want to just let it out and just like have ears to like hear it type of thing I think that's really really important and good because sometimes it like can be hard because when it comes to eating disorders I actually talked with my therapist about this a lot today was unless you're in like a place at least my belief unless you're in like a place to recover and like wanting recovery like nobody can force it upon you like the only person that can recover for you is like yourself so trying to like control it or trying to like fix it for them is not going to help their recovery at all type of thing yeah that's that's a really good thing to mention I think another part of it too is just somebody who's on the outside of it like Lauren Walsh and I kind of were in this situation like understanding that no matter how much research I do or who I talk to uh, like there are parts of it that I just won't understand ever and so doing a lot of listening and trying to figure out what in each particular situation would be best for your friend or whoever is in that or who like fuck how do I fucking word this like whoever like like your partner or like yeah yeah yeah. your partner or whoever you have a relationship with or whoever in your life is struggling with an eating disorder uh uh, yeah like you guys were saying earlier yeah like creating like a safe place that like they can go to and feel like non-judgment and then I think that that's what I found within like our friendship like really really in the beginning of it too because you two were some of the first like two people obviously I knew the details and to the extent of my struggling is that I've never like not felt safe in just 
letting you guys know like exactly what I was thinking. Like, honestly, sometimes like I will come to both of you before I go to like my parents about something. I just feel so much of this like security within like our relationship and within our friendship and within your guys' support. And I just like know that like there will never, I will never be met with anything other than support, like never any judgment, never any like pressures or like anything like that. It's a compassionate Aww. place, and mm-hmm. I guess I feel like um, something I've learned over, like, the past few years is that all of us just inherently have way more in common than we don't, but I think that's something that's important is that we just have to let people know that we love them, and we love you, Lo. Aww. We do. And You've made it. me more empathetic in the past few years, <laughs> more than you know, and <laughs> much love. Much love. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having us. Dude, thank you guys for coming on. Like I literally can't again, I just can't express how grateful I am for like both of you. And to think that you two are the pinnacle examples of just like friends to have. Like literally you two are the absolute best when it comes to my recovery and outside my recovery too. Love you guys. You as well. Love you too. Proud of you both. We Uh, have less than a minute. I know. And this is going to end any second. It's going to end in two minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a little time thing going down. Okay, any parting words you want to say? Um, I'll, follow, I'll have both their socials lo- linked below. Follow them. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Follow their I, socials. Yeah, Zuno has nothing up on her anything, but also just stalk my Instagram and you'll see enough photos of both of us. But yeah, you'll probably definitely get more contact from both of <laughs> you too. Plug Nami KDK. Yeah, plug it. Plug it right now. Go, go, go. Follow Nami KDK. I'm the program's coordinator there. Serve. Um, DeKalb, Kane County, and Kendall County. We give free mental health services and support groups. Yay! We love that! Yes. My Venmo. My Venmo is Sedona-Sutter, <laughs> S-E-D-O-N-A-S-U-T-K-E-R. That's good. Uh, I don't uh, know what mine is, otherwise I'd give it. <laughs> if you want if you want to support all any of our financial <laughs> that's what that is. Please uh, do. I love you both. Health, profits, or, or my pockets. There we go. Hey, this is Lauren editing the episode, and I'm kind of just realizing that it cut off without really anything being wrapped up. So this is me just popping in to say thank you to Sedona and Lauren again for joining me on this episode and talking about how to support loved ones or anyone you may know that is struggling with eating disorder. Again, there are resources in the description of this episode if you are needing that extra support or help. And yeah. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe, tune in to the next episode, continue to eat that fucking food, and lots of love is being sent your way. Hope your week's going well. (laughs) Bye.